Good morning, everyone, and welcome to our Course in Miracles daily reading conference call. We read from the text of Course in Miracles original edition, published by our dear friends at the Course in Miracles Society. You can access an online copy of the original edition by going to jcim.net, or if you mouse over the link atop for online edition, you'll see the link to read ACIMOE. Also at that website, there's a tab called Lesson Sign Up, where you can sign up to receive a daily excellent email that includes both the text reading for the day as well as the lesson for the day. My name is Lori Cameron. This calls Monday through Friday from about 9.15 to about 11 a.m. Eastern. And today we are continuing our reading of Chapter 25, The Remedy, with Section 3, The Savior from the Dark. We're also mindful of our lesson today, Lesson 268. Let all things be exactly as they are. And by way of opening this morning, I could not resist this beautiful little poem from Ganga White called What If? What if our religion was each other? If our practice was our life? If prayer was our words? What if the temple was the earth? If forests were our church? If holy water, the rivers, lakes, and oceans? What if meditation was our relationships? If the teacher was life? If wisdom was self-knowledge? If love was the center of our being? How is that for an expression of the Savior from the dark? Amen. Amen. Thank you for that. Lori, could you send that to me? Would you I'd mind love sending? to send that to you. And thank Robert you so Marie, much. I sure will. Thank You're you. welcome. Mm, beautiful. Oh, different perspective, huh? Okay, my friends, here's our reading list today. We have Lemoyne, Fran, Jennifer, Robin Marie, Harrison, and Jessica. And we're joined in listening today by Ida and Judy and Leanne. I wonder if there's anyone else who's joined us with Lexi Marie. We are on the reading list. Good morning. This is Reverend Rita Joy. I'm just listening. I can't. I can't read today, but I'm going to listen. Oh, good morning. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Glad <laughs> you're here. Mm-hmm. Okay. So let's get underway then in Chapter 25, the remedy with Section 3, the Savior from the Dark. Today we're beginning at Paragraph 12. Is it not evident that what the body's eyes perceive fills you with fear? Perhaps you think you find a hope of satisfaction there. Perhaps you fancy to attain some peace and satisfaction in the world as you perceive it. Yet it must be evident the outcome does not change. Despite your hopes and fancies, always does despair result. And there is no exception, nor will there ever be. The only value that the past can hold is that you learn it gave you no rewards that you would want to keep. 
For only thus will you be willing to relinquish it and have it gone forever. Good morning. Chapter 25, The Remedy. Section 3, The Savior from the Dark. Is it not evident that what the body's eyes perceive fills you with fear? Perhaps you think you perhaps you think you find a hope of satisfaction there. Perhaps you fancy to attain some peace and satisfaction in the world as you perceive it. Yet it must be evident the outcome does not change. Despite your hopes and fancies, always does despair result. And there is no exception, nor will there ever be. The only value that the past can hold is that you learn it gave you no rewards that you would want to keep. For only thus will you be willing to relinquish it and have it gone forever. Is it not strange that you should cherish some... Sorry. Start again. 13. Is it not strange that you should cherish still some hope of satisfaction from the world you see? In no respect, at any time or place, has anything but fear and guilt been your reward. How long is needed for you to realize the chance of change in this respect is hardly worth delaying change that might result in better outcome? For one thing is sure, the way you see and long have seen gives no support to base your future hopes and no suggestions of success at all. To place your hopes where no hope lies must make you hopeless. Yet is this hopelessness your choice while you would seek for hope where none is ever found? Thank you, Lemoyne. And Fran. 13. Is it not strange that you should cherish still some hope of satisfaction from the world you see? <clears throat> In no respect, at any time or place, has anything of fear and guilt been your reward? How long is needed for you to realize the chance of change in this respect is hardly worth delaying change that might result in better outcome? But one thing is sure, the way you see and long have seen gives no support to base your future hopes and no suggestions of success at all. To place your hopes where no hope lies must make you hopeless. Yet is this hopelessness your choice while you would seek for hope where none is ever found? 14. Is it not also true that you have found some hope apart from this? Some glimmering, inconstant, wavering, yet dimly seen that hopefulness is warranted on grounds that are not in this world. And yet your hope that they may still be here prevents you still from giving up the hopeless and unrewarding task you set yourself. 
Can it make sense to hold the fixed belief that there is reason to uphold pursuit of what has always failed on grounds that it will suddenly succeed and bring what it has never brought before? Thank you, Fran. And Jennifer. Is it not also true that you have found some hope apart from this, some glimmering and constant laboring, yet given you seen that hopefulness is warranted on grounds that are not in this world? And yet your hope that they are still that they may still be here, be here prevents you still from giving up the hopeless and unworthy task you set yourself. Can it make sense to hold the fixed belief that there is reason to uphold pursuit of what has always failed on grounds that it will suddenly succeed and bring what has never brought before? 15. Its path has failed. Be glad that it is gone within your mind, darkened what is there. Take not the form for contempt. For the form is but, is but a means for content. And the frame is but a means to hold the picture up so that it can be seen. A frame that hides the picture has no purpose. It cannot be a frame if it is what you see. Without the picture is the frame without its meaning. Its purpose is to set the picture off and not itself. Thank you, Jennifer and Robin Marie. Maybe I should go up a sentence. Can it make sense <clears throat> to hold the fixed belief that there is reason to uphold pursuit of what has always failed on grounds that it will suddenly succeed and bring what it has never brought before? 15. Its past has failed. Be glad that it is gone within your mind to darken what is there. Take not the form for content. For the form is but a means for content, and the frame is but a means to hold the picture up so that it can be seen. A frame that hides the picture has no purpose. It cannot be a frame if it, if it is what you see. Without the picture is the frame without its meaning. Its purpose is to set the picture off and not itself. 16. Who hangs an empty frame upon a wall and stands before it deep in reverence as if a masterpiece were there to see? Yet if you see your brother as a body, it is but this you do. The masterpiece that God has set within this frame is all there is to see. The body holds it for a while without obscuring it in any way. Yet what God has created needs no frame. For what he has created, he supports and frames within himself. His masterpiece, 
he offers you to see. And would you rather see the frame instead of this and see the picture? Not at all. Thank you, Robin Marie and Harrison. Who hangs an empty frame upon the wall and stands before it deep in reverence as if a masterpiece were there to see? Yet, if you see your brother as a body, it is but this you do. The masterpiece that God has set within this frame is all there is to see. The body holds it for a while without obscuring it in any way. Yet what God has created needs no frame. For what he has created he supports and frames within himself. His masterpiece he offers you to see. And would you rather see the frame instead of this and see the picture not at all? 17. The Holy Spirit is the frame God set around the part of him that you would see as separate. Yet, its frame is joined to its creator, one with him and with his masterpiece. This is its purpose. And you do not make the frame into the picture when you choose to see it in its place. The frame that God has given it but serves his purpose, not yours apart from his. It is your separate purpose that obscures the picture and cherishes the frame instead of it. Yet God has set his masterpiece within a frame that will endure forever when yours has crumbled into dust. But think you not the picture is destroyed and Anyway, what God creates is safe from all corruption, unchanged and perfect in eternity. Thank you, Harrison and Jessica. Thank you. 17. The Holy Spirit is the frame God set around the part of him that you would see as separate. 
Yet its frame is joined to its creator, one with him and with his masterpiece. This is its purpose, and you do not make the frame into the picture when you choose to see it in its place. The frame that God has given it but serves his purpose, not yours apart from his. It is your separate purpose that obscures the picture and cherishes the frame instead. Yet God has set his masterpiece within a frame that will endure forever when yours has crumbled into dust. But think you not the picture is destroyed in any way. What God creates is safe from all corruption, unchanged and perfect in eternity. Accept God's frame instead of yours and you will see the masterpiece. Look at its loveliness and understand the mind that thought it, not in flesh and bones, but in a frame as lovely as itself. Its holiness lights up the sinlessness the frame of darkness hides and casts a veil of light across the picture's face, which but reflects the light that shines from it to its creator. Think not this face was ever darkened because you saw it in a frame of death. God kept it safe that you might look on it and see the holiness that he has given it. Thank you, Jessica. And is there a new reader for 18 and 19? I can do it, Lori. Thank you, Judy. 18. Thank you. Accept God's frame instead of yours, and you will see the masterpiece. Look at its loveliness and understand the capital mind that thought it, not in flesh and bones, but in a frame as lovely as its capital self. Its holiness lights up the sinlessness, the frame of darkness hides, and casts a veil of light across the picture's face, which but reflects the light that shines from it to its creator. Think not this face was ever darkened because you saw it in a frame of death. God kept it safe that you might look on it and see the holiness that capital He has given it. 19. Within the darkness, see the Savior from the dark and understand your brother as his father's mind shows him to you. He will step forth from darkness as you look on him and you will see the dark no more. The darkness touched him not, nor you who brought him forth for you to look upon. His sinlessness but pictures yours. 
his gentleness becomes your strength, and both will gladly look within and see the holiness, holiness that must be there because of what you looked upon in him. He is the frame in which your holiness is set, and what God gave him must be given you. However much he overlooks the masterpiece in him and sees only a frame of darkness, it is still your only function to behold in him what he sees not. And in this seeing is the vision shared that looks on Christ instead of seeing death. Thank you, Judy. And would there be another new reader for 19 and 20? This is Sandra. I can read. Thanks, Sandra. Within the darkness, see the Savior from the dark and understand your brother as his father's mind shows him to you. He will step forth from darkness as you look on him and you will see the dark no more. The darkness touched him not, nor you who brought him forth from, for you to look upon. His sinlessness but pictures yours. His gentleness becomes your strength, and both will gladly look within and see the holiness that must be there because of what you looked upon in him. He is the frame in which your holiness is set. And what God gave him must be given you. However much he overlooks the masterpiece in him and sees only a frame of darkness, it is still your only function to behold in him what he sees not. And in this seeing is the vision shared that looks on Christ instead of seeing death. 20. How could the Lord of heaven not be glad if you appreciate his masterpiece? What could he do but offer thanks to you who loves his son as he does? Would he not make known to you his love if you but share his praise of what he loves? God cherishes creation as the perfect father that he is. And so his joy is made complete when any part of him joins in his praise to share his joy. The brother is his perfect gift to you. Lots of capital H's here. And he is glad and thankful when you thank his perfect son for being what he is. And all his thanks and gladness shine on you who would complete his joy along with him. And thus is yours completed. Not one ray of darkness can be seen by those who will make their father's happiness complete and theirs along with his. The gratitude of God himself is freely offered to everyone who shares his purpose. It is not his will to be alone, and neither is it yours. Thank you, Sandra. And is there another new reader for 20 and 21? 
Okay, back to you, Lemoyne. How could the Lord of Heaven not be glad if you appreciate His masterpiece? What could He do but offer thanks to you who love His Son as He does? Would He not make known to you His love if you but share His praise of what He loves? God cherishes creation as the perfect Father that he is. And so his joy is made complete with any part of him joined in his praise to share his joy. This brother is his perfect gift to you. And he is glad and thankful when you thank his perfect son for being what he is. And all his thanks and gladness shine on you who would complete his joy along with him. And thus is yours completed. Not one ray of darkness can be seen by those who will to make their father's happiness complete and theirs along with his. The gratitude of God himself is freely offered to everyone who shares his purpose. It is not his will to be alone, and neither is it yours. Forgive your brother, and you cannot separate yourself from him nor from his father. You need no forgiveness, for the holy pure have never sinned. Give then what he has given you, that you may see his son as one, and thank his Father as he thanks you. Nor believe that all his praise is given not to you. For what you give is his, and giving it, you learn to understand his gift to you. <clears throat> and give the Holy Spirit but what he offers unto the Father and the Son alike. Nothing has power over you except his will and yours who but extend his will. It was for this you were created and your brother with you and at one with you. Thank you, Lemoyne and Fran. 21. Forgive your brother, and you cannot separate yourself from him nor from his father. You need no forgiveness, for the holy pure have never sinned. Give them what he has given you, that you may see his son as one, and thank his father as he thanks you. Nor believe that all his praise is given not to you, for what you give is his. In giving it, you learn to understand his gift to you. And give the Holy Spirit what he offers unto the Father and the Son alike. Nothing has power over you except his will and yours, who but extend his will. It was for this you were created and your brother with you and at one with you. 22. You are the same, 
as God himself is one and not divided in his will. And you must have one purpose, since he gave the same to both of you. His will is brought together as you join in will that you be made complete by offering completion to your brother. See not in him the sinfulness he sees, but give him honor that you may esteem yourself and him. To each of you is given the power of salvation, that escape from darkness into light be yours to share, that you may see as one what never has been separate nor apart from all God's love as given equally. Thank you, Fran. Uh, And Jennifer, you can finish today. And Jennifer, your uh, last read was just a tiny bit muffled. Oh, okay. Is this better now? I think so, yeah. Give it a shot. Okay. 22. You are the same as God himself is one and not divided in his will. And you must have one purpose since he gave the same both of you. His will is brought together as you join in his will is brought together as you join in will that you be made complete by offering completion to your brother. See not in him the sinfulness you see, but give him honor that you may esteem yourself and him. To each of you is given the power of salvation that escape from darkness into light be yours to share, that you may see as one what never has been separate, nor apart from all God's love is given equally. Thank you, Jennifer, and thank you, everyone, this morning. Listen this beautiful section. Such a composite view of why this is called A Course in Miracles, huh? Anyway, uh, I think to highlight just a few paragraphs. 15, the past has failed. The past has failed. Be glad that it is gone within your mind to darken what is there. Take not the form for content, for the form is but a means for content. And the frame is but a means to hold the picture up so that it can be seen. Who hangs an empty frame upon a wall and stands before it deep in reverence as if a masterpiece were there to be seen? Yet if you see your brother as a body, it is this that you do. The masterpiece that God has set within the frame is all there is to see. The body holds it for a while without obscuring it in any way. Yet what God has created needs no frame. For what he created, he supports and frames within himself. His masterpiece he offers you to see. And would you rather see the frame instead of this and see the picture Not at all. Within the darkness. 
see the Savior from the dark and understand your brother as his father's mind shows him to you. He will step forth from darkness as you look on him and you will see the dark no more. Dark Darkness touched him not, nor you who brought him forth for you to look upon. His sinlessness but pictures yours. He is the frame in which your holiness is set. <clears throat> and what God gave him must be given you. However much he overlooks the masterpiece in him and sees only a frame of darkness, it is still your only function to behold in him what he sees not. And in this seeing is the vision shared that looks on Christ instead of seeing death. In paragraph 20, how could the Lord of heaven not be glad if you appreciate his masterpiece? What could he do but offer thanks to you who love his son as he does? Would he not make known to you his love if you but share his praise of what he loves? God cherishes creation as the perfect father that he is, and so his joy is made complete when any part of him joins in his praise to share his joy. This brother is his perfect gift to you. In 21, forgive your brother, and you cannot separate yourself from him nor from his father. You need no forgiveness for the holy pure have never sinned. Give then what he has given you, that you may see his son as one and thank his father as he thanks you. Nor believe that all his praise is given not to you, for what you give is his, and giving it, you learn to understand his gift to you. You are the same as God himself is one and not divided in his will, and you must have one purpose, since he gave the same to both of you. His will is brought together as you join in will that you be made complete by offering completion to your brother. See not in him the sinfulness he sees, but give him honor that you may esteem yourself and him. To each of you is given the power of salvation that escape from darkness into light may be yours to share that you may see as one what never has been separate nor apart from all God's love is given equally. What a gorgeous, gorgeous reading this morning. And we have about five minutes before the top of the hour, so we'll open the floor right there. Thanks, you guys. Amen. Thank you, Lori. Great summary. Thank you, Lori. Thank you, everyone. Just quickly, I um thinking about to give and receive our one in truth, and this truth is really just obvious and apparent to me in this part of the text. And, um, the lessons of the Holy Spirit to have all, give all to all, and teach peace, to have peace, to know peace. And the truth of these lessons and how the totality of the awareness of who we are in truth comes to be 
um, the vigilance for the protection and correction of people's perceptions to the kingdom of God that we we have within each and every one of us the kingdom of God and in that even and equal distribution of God throughout the kingdom we can never lose it we can never lose ourselves and to find ourselves in each and every part is 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 to see his holiness to see God to see love in everything in all as all as one thank you I'm complete Thank you, Judy. Thanks, Judy. Good morning, it's Harrison. What a beautiful section. I never thought about it this way, but what I've done all of my life is to focus on the frame. Uh, He does a beautiful job of explaining that it's, it's not the frame that's important. And what I see as the frame is my experience as a body and uh, relating to my experience as a body is the frame focusing on what is happening to my body and other bodies is focusing on the frame and the frame without a picture is worthless. It has no meaning whatsoever. An amazing metaphor for how I focus on the body, its behavior, its feelings, um, how others see the body uh, is to focus on the frame. And the frame is nothing without the picture. The picture in his metaphor is the truth of who I am and who my brother is. It's myself and yourself as God created us. That's the glorious picture that he created. And if I want to see truly, I must sit my focus from the frame to the picture I'm complete that was beautiful Harrison yeah, yeah. Thank, thanks Harrison 
perfect segue okay. to the top of the hour um, <laughs> where we can ponder this lesson that bookends are are reading today. Let all things be exactly as they are. So Fran, we'll turn to you again this morning with our gratitude. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, guys. Thank you, Harrison. That was great. Hi, everybody. We are in the second part of the workbook, and the theme that we're on now is what is the body? And today's lesson is lesson 268. Let all things be exactly as they are. So I shall read some from what is the body, and then we'll go over to our lesson and do our five-minute practice. What is the body? The body is a fence. The Son of God imagines he has built to separate parts of his self from other parts. It is within this fence he thinks he lives, to die as it decays and crumbles. But within this fence he thinks that he is safe from love. Identifying with his safety, he regards himself as what his safety is. How else could he be certain he remains within the body, keeping love outside? You will identify with what you think will make you safe. Whatever it may be, you will believe that it is one with you. Your safety lies in truth and not in lies. Love is your safety. Fear does not exist. Identify with love and you are safe. Identify with love and you are home. Identify with love and find yourself. I will go over to our lesson. Lesson 268. Let all things be exactly as they are. Let me not be your critic, Lord, today. And judge against you. Let me not attempt to interfere with your creation and distort it into sickly forms. Let me be willing to withdraw my wishes from its unity and must to let it be as you created. For thus will I be able to recognize myself as you created me. In love was I created. And in love will I remain forever. What can frighten me when I let all things be exactly as they are? Let not our sight be blasphemous today, nor let our ears attend to lying tongues. Only reality is free of pain. Only reality is free of loss. Only reality is wholly safe. And it is only this we seek today. Now we'll do our five-minute practice.
Lesson 268. Let all things be exactly as they are. Amen. Amen. Thank you, friend. Thanks, friend. Thank you, friend. Thank you, friend. Sorry. Thank you, guys. Thank you, friend. Thank you, friend. Well, early on in the reading of text reading this morning, I heard a connection between the text and this lesson. And why shouldn't it be, right? All things in the Course are connected. And all things in the Course are connected to the universe, all parts of the universe, <laughs> if you want to see it in, in parts. Um, but it has to do with the connection I heard has to do with not seeing, not attending to the world that is the illusion that we made for ourselves, but only the real world, only the real, God's real reality. Thanks. I'm complete. Thank you, Ida. Thanks, Ida. Thank you, Ida. Good morning. This is Sandra. And I think the text goes really well with the the lesson because the text says that the the past has failed. And when I approach the present moment with memories of my past experience, and it's always memories of of bodies, (laughs) my body and other people's bodies, um, it, it it just fails. It just fails. I can't be in the present moment in gratitude if I bring the past along with me. And I can't, if I'm concerned about the future because of my experience with bodies from the past, then my future is going to look exactly the same as the past. So it just, it doesn't work. It only works to let all things be exactly as they are if I can let go of the past and any concerns for the future. And this final paragraph, um, it brings to mind that in the past, I thought that it was going to be another body that was going to complete me. That's how I was programmed to believe that I wasn't enough and that I needed another body in order to complete me. It was because I was in a female body. I needed a male body in order to complete me. And that's another lie. It's it's programming and it's not true. Truth is that God completes me and my relationship with God is what completes me. Now, I have to extend that to my brothers and sisters who don't know that yet. (laughs) And they're still operating on, you know, bodies complete them, money completes them, you know, whatever, that the picture 
in the frame, uh, it, you know, that the, that the I, I'm not sure how to put it, but it's, it's just, it's just not true. And, and so I have to be um, an extension of that love that, and that completion that I experience from my relationship with God. I have to extend that to my brother. And, and I have to allow for the fact that my brother may receive that and, and they may not. They may not be ready to receive that. They may not even want to receive that. They may not want to accept the fact that it's, it's their relationship with the invisible, with their creator that completes them. This is a world that we see that this is the truth in this world. However, the world is a reflection of the belief that it's the material things that are going to complete us. Bodies, money, homes, whatever. <laughs> and that's all a lie. What completes me is my relationship with my creator. And in order for me to know, this is what it's saying, in order for me to absolutely experience and know that completion, I have to share that with my brother and, and see my brother as whole and complete, even if they don't see it. And I'm complete. That was just perfect, Sandra. Thank you. Thank you, Sandra. Thank you, Sandra. Good. Thank, Thank you, Sandra. Sandra. When I have a temptation to think that another body is going to complete me, it's good to remember your words. Thanks again. Let it be as you created it. 
and his footnote. These opening sentences clarify that the meaning of today's idea is not to let all other forms and events be exactly as they are. Rather, the forms and events of this world are the result of us not emphasizing, not emphasized, letting things be as they are. They are the result of us playing God's critic, destroying his creations, quote, into sickly forms, unquote, and imposing our wishes for separation onto its unity. The real meaning of today's idea, then, is to let God's creation, which is formless, timeless, and united, be exactly as it is, to let all things be exactly as they really are. This means acknowledging that the forms and events seen by our eyes do not really exist. Read that last sentence again. This means acknowledging that the forms and events seen by our eyes do not really exist. What today's lesson is talking about is stop focusing on the frame. Look at the picture. It's the picture that is all things exactly as God created them. When I focus on my life and my quote-unquote story of who I am, I'm focusing on myself from birth to age 79. And that's the frame. The picture is myself as God created me. Ageless, formless, without a history other than I was created by God and I still remain as God created me. That's my history. It goes from zero to zero. So if I'm to let all things as 
B as John 3, 8, it is. Then, or let all things be exactly as they are, then I have to focus on only that which God created. And God did not create forms. God did not create the world of forms. God did not create bodies. Those are all the frames that we have created around God's lovely, beautiful picture of what creation is. I'm complete. Well said. Thank you. Yeah, thank you so much, Harrison. Beautiful. Thank you. Hi, I, hi guys. I um, you know, there's so much in this. It it seems like this is one of those parts of the text that holds the whole of the course within it. And Lori, when you said this is why they call it a course in miracles, <laughs> really saying that out loud to me, um, you know, that the ego seeks and 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 it. You know that we're, we seek in the world outside of ourselves through the through the body's eyes, and that we're filled with fear because we think we're alone and separate, and we have to get well. The getting's good, and we're going to die, and we have the fear of death and the fear of lack, the fear of not being good enough, uh, being inadequate, and all those fears. Um, we're not going to measure up, and that it's a measurable kind of. Um, in time and space and specific in form. And I was thinking while everyone was reading the text how the, the perception of deception is the perception of form, that we perceive, our, perceive ourselves as a something, which, of course, in this unreality, you know, it's, it's, that's the difficulty for us that we still believe this is real. And it's, I just think of it as being semantics because I really had to get over my argument with this is real and this is not real, but what is true, what is true, what seems the truth to me, what seems of holiness, of reverence and honor and appreciation, what seems of true happiness and true peace to my heart, my heart of hearts. And, um, you know, that I've had an intimate relationship with God I was blessed with that, coming into a home that was, um, you know, relig- religious. It was Catholic, and I went to school, and I went to church. You know, every day I went to church until I was in the sixth grade. And, you know, I didn't even understand what they were talking about because it was all still in Latin. And, you know, all these ideas that people have about being Catholic, it was like I was too young to even form an opinion about it. All it going to church meant to me was I was going into a holy place where ladies still had to wear hats and gentlemen had to take their hats off. It was a holy place, and it was a place of reverence for God. And, you know, that this, um, 
this paragraph 19, and um, it, it, it says, within this dark world, this dark and insane world, um, to see the Savior in my brothers and sisters and understand my brothers and sisters as God's mind shows him to me. You know, I contemplated these things and practiced the lessons and tried to understand and to ask God deeply, deeply from the heart of my soul, what does it mean to see through your eyes and see my brother's holiness when they look like something else? You know, and this this coming to the holiness that must be there because I looked for it in him, in the frame in which my holiness is set because in this world I've been a sinner too. God knows it, I know it, and everybody that knows me knows it. You know, it's like, but we do not judge ourselves. And this is where the, the art of seeing through God's eyes comes, this art of seeing through the eyes of Christ consciousness, seeing everyone through Christ's loving eyes without looking upon any sin at all. Like, you can think you've sinned, but it's never actually happened in reality because this is an illusion of reality. And so here's where the, here's where the, here's where the holiness really hits the, hits the road for me and makes my heart sing in rejoicing in a world that's full of apparent sin, apparent evil, apparent despair and sickness and suffering that I can say in my heart that God says no to all of this and that he would raise us into a transcendental Christ consciousness, one-mindedness that would lift us out of these trials and tribulations and say suffer no more. This need not be. You need not suffer. It's only your thinking that it's real, that you invest in its reality that makes us suffer. So um, it is about the forgiveness, um, um, forgiving myself the truth and standing in it and forgiving my brother the truth and standing for it for him, that I don't believe you can get sick. I don't believe you can sin. I don't believe you can hurt me nor yourself, that you're untouchable, purely spirit, holiest of holies, and let me kiss and wash your feet, and let me do anything I can in the name of God's love for you, because I love you as my Father does, so that you might know that you are (laughs) my Father's most beloved, too. And that's the way I learned how God loved me, by giving it, by living it, by being it. And I'm still working on it. I'm not, I haven't, <laughs> I can't say I'm perfect in it. <laughs> but I pray every day for him to make perfect in me. What, what is perfect in me? Make perfect to me what is perfect in me. So thanks for letting me share. I'm so glad you're all here. I love you. And you have a joyful day. I'm complete. Wonderful share. Thank you. Thank you, Judy. Yeah, thank you so much. Thank you, Judy. Thank you, Judy. It is so wonderful that we can get together. What a blessing. Thanks, Judy. This is Sandra again, really quick. Um, You know, when I 
united with my creator consciously and i did that through a through practicing the course in miracles through prayer through meditation i started to experience unconditional love unconditional exper- unconditional forgiveness and it was a beautiful experience my previous experience was also just an experience but this one was telling me the truth of who i was and the then the, the and this is 12 steps in order for me to have it i have to give it away you know i i have to give that to my brother i have to give that that unconditional love and that unconditional forgiveness to my brothers and sisters in order for me to be free i'm complete Amen to that. Good morning. Thank you, Sandra. Good morning. It's Karen. Can you hear me okay? Yes, very well. Hello, Thanks, Karen. Okay, yes, so I'm in, the, I'm in the BMW dealership. I don't have a BMW, but they are the only people locally that service my car. And um, it's apparent that I have to get on the road because my mother is definitely dying. I'm waiting for a tire. I'm waiting for a couple hours now. I had to wait for the weekend because of the storm and because there was some idiotic part that, that wouldn't let any other people change the tire. The wheel wouldn't come off without a lug nut bolt tool, and only Minnie has that. Anyway, let all things be exactly as they are means to try and accept the situation without having a panic attack, without melting down, without being anxious. I've been up for like three days, and I'm really melting down. I can't do anything about anything, but I'm feeling so anxious. Um, I just let all things be exactly as they are. That was, I was thinking, acceptance. Just be at peace. I can choose peace instead of this. Let me relax. Let me be calm. Been up all night for three nights just saying that over and over and over. Um, I have like an eight-hour drive. But I'm not going to leave today because I've already missed the window. Um, the other thing was the frame. I didn't have my book for the reading today, so I couldn't follow, but the frame of holiness is everything in the kingdom. Everything is exactly as it should be. But the frame of the ego is, a, is it's all false. It's all an illusion, seeing through illusions, seeing things the way the ego wants them to be, seeing through the ego's emotions, associations, past references, all the falsehood. Anyway, I'm I'm complete. Thank you for letting me share that. Thank you for sharing, Karen. And uh, just know I'm going to hold you in perfect peace today. My thoughts are with you. 
Yes, this is Sandra sending love and light to you to encompass you. I'm familiar with that anxiety and it may have nothing to do with, with the circumstances that are in front of you. I I think that just being on this planet right now can can create a, a sense of anxiety because nobody really knows what's happening. And having your mom's passing be in the in the in the in your periphery as well is is just adding. And so I just want to put love and light around you and know that God's got a plan. I'm complete. Yes, Amen. Thank you, Sandra. Thank you, Sandra. I pray for you all. Thank you, Karen. I just, I just, I really believe this lesson t- teaches teaches us to accept ourselves as we are in any given situation or circumstance. I, I must love myself as I am, being experiencing anger or hate or love or worry or um, indifference or whatever it is. I just. My my job is to just be aware of myself and to watch myself go. I I can't know myself if I'm trying to constantly judge and change myself. I have to be with and accept myself as I am. And that's when I'm at peace, when I accept myself as I am. God bless you, Karen. I know what it it's like to lose mom. And I have one of those kind of lug nuts on my car, too. There's no order of difficulty in miracles. Peace be with you, dear. Thanks, Judy. Lori? Thank you, Judy. Yes, my dear. <laughs> so the technician just came up to me. I missed everybody's there after me, but... They're going to do my break, too, and they're going to try to get me out of here by 12. So instant miracle, That's the, that was the thing. Thank you. <laughs> that's, that's marvelous. <laughs> I'm so glad to hear that. Thank you, thank you, thank you. beautiful. You know, the, the other thing I thought um, that's very healing and helpful to me uh, both uh, in terms of any situation I find myself and in terms of today's lesson, that all things be exactly as they are. It's in Lesson 42. And it's so perfect, the second paragraph. The lesson is, God is my strength. The vision is his gift. God is my strength. Vision is his gift. And with vision, I also receive understanding. Here in this lesson he says, God is indeed your strength, and what he gives is truly given. This means that you can receive it anytime and anywhere, wherever you are in whatever circumstances you find yourself. Your passage through time and space is not random. You cannot but be in the right place at the right time. Such is the strength of God, and such are his gifts. 
And this I can understand when I let all things be exactly as they are. My passage through time and space is not at random. I cannot but be in the perfect place, in the perfect time. I'm, I'm reminded how Lana always says, um, I learned trust by trusting. And um, this is indeed how it works. I learn trust by trusting that I cannot but be in the perfect place at the perfect time. And thus I let all things be exactly as they are. Such is God's strength. My strength and vision is his gift. Um, God bless you, my dear. Thank you very much. I'm complete. Thank you, Lori. Thank you. Thank you, Lori. You. you know, it's Thank just you, really... I love this because let all things be exactly as they are. Includes me. Includes you, Karen. It's like you're okay with or without the anxiety. I'm complete. <laughs> Thank you, Sandra. <laughs> Did anyone ever see the movie Michael about the Archangel Michael? And it's a romantic comedy. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that was really good. Does anybody remember at the very end, right before the credits, the lady who died and Michael, you see them pictured in a veil of time, of time and space over and over and over and over and over again, always in the right place at the right time. That's how I interpreted it. It reminded me of the fact that that as soon as we had the um, the, the silly idea about being separate, God created the Holy Spirit and inserted him into all of time and space. I like that. That was the movie, Michael. Thank you. Thank you, Ida. Thank you, Ida. Thank you, Ida. It's Harrison just briefly, you know, um, I remember Forrest Gump and um, walking across the country and walking down the road and um, <clears throat> what became one of his T-shirts, Shit Happens. <laughs> That's... That's the world of my experience as a body. It's going to happen. It's not going to be perfect at all. Um, you know, uh, loved ones are going to get sick. Loved ones are going to die. Wars are going to happen. Uh, people are going to be murdered and raped. Uh, all of that stuff is going to occur. 
and it's just a question of whether do I want to focus? Do I want to be distracted by the seeming happenings of the world? And yeah, life nuts are not going to come off. You know, all of that is going to happen, so I can focus on that if I want. That's what free will is all about. I can focus on what happens in the world from to body is by bodies if I want. But with that, you know, of course, it's at some point, it's all a whole W-H-O-L-E. Once I buy into it and lend reality to it, even part of it, I'm buying the whole thing. And I can do that if I want. That's what free will is all about to me. Uh, But I don't have to. And that's what the Course is teaching us, that we don't, we don't have to focus on that. We can focus on what the truth is, the truth of our reality. Uh, I'd like to end with just a little quote from Chapter 9. Section 11. He says, All these illusions, and to me that means guilt, pain, depression, anything that seems to bother us, all these illusions and the many other forms that blasphemy may take are refusals to accept creation as it is. If God created his son perfect, that is how you must learn to see him to learn of his reality. And as part of the sonship, That is how you must see yourself to learn of yours. I must see myself as perfect. And in that way, I will learn of my reality. I'm complete. Beautiful. Thank you, Harrison. Thank you, Harrison. Thanks so much. Thank you, Harrison. You know, I'm going to quote Paula. This is Sandra. That <laughs> I have to see myself as perfect with all my warts and pimples. <laughs> I'm complete.
Sandra. Thank you, Sandra. Thank you. Uh, Thank you, Sandra. I see. I see you as perfect without any words. I'm completely. <laughs> Thanks, Harrison. <laughs> How Harrison says he sees you, Sandra, and everybody, is how God sees all of us all the time. Perfect, without any worse. Wow. How complete. Thanks, Ida. Thank you, Ida. Amen. Warts only happen on the outside of the skin. <laughs> Good point, Steve. Oh, good morning, everyone. This is Lori. What a... What a fun discussion this has been this morning, especially uh, the way I've heard people relate the lesson to the reading today. Mm, so beautiful. Um, for my comments today, uh, I'm looking back or thinking back. Um, he starts out this reading. He says, one thing you can be sure about the ego To see with the ego gives no hope. To see with the eyes of the ego gives no hope. And boy, I sure learned that. It's not an accident, you know, it's not an accident for any of us that we found the Course of Miracles because like I I like to say, uh, we didn't find it because we were radiantly happy. (laughs) Um, It was because with the ego gave no hope and so I'm reminded of um, in the section you need do nothing he says um, when peace comes to anyone who's spent his effort in fighting against sin or peace returns to any mind after years of meditation it always comes with the happy discovery of I need do nothing And then he goes on in that section to say, your way will be different. Not fighting against sin, not spending years of meditation, but your way will be different. And that's what I love about The Course in Miracles. Um, Our way is different. Our way is the way of relationship. The way of relationship. And this section uh, makes it so... uh, patently obvious that if I'm focusing on form I'm going to be oblivious to the content of my brother that I can understand the word understand appears in this reading three times in paragraph 18 
Yeah, there it is right now. You will see holiness and understand God's mind. You will see holiness and understand God's mind when I accept the Holy Spirit's purpose. In paragraph 19, within the darkness, see the Savior from the dark and understand your brother. So I'm going to understand God's mind. I'm going to understand my brother. And in paragraph 21, what you give when I give forgiveness It's always from my mind. What I give is God's gift to me. And giving it, I learn to understand his gift to me. Understand I am as I was created and remain so. Because I couldn't have changed my mind any more than my brother could have changed his. Now why am I focusing on understanding? is because our way is different. When I allow Holy Spirit to reveal the truth of a situation or my brother or creation, it's revealed to me in such a way that I can understand God, I can understand myself, and I can understand his gift of perfect creation to me. Understanding. I can understand that the truth is no different for me than it is for anything else in creation. And this is how truth is restored to my mind. Not because it's something somebody tells me so, but because it rises up from within me. Because I can understand it. This understanding is God's gift to me. Our way is different. The way of relationship not fighting against sin or spending years and years in meditation. And the thing that makes it so different is because we're saving time. Save time for me, he says. Save time for me. By allowing Holy Spirit to reveal truth to my mind, I'm not doing anything to make that happen. I'm not fighting against sin. I'm not spending years in meditation. I'm allowing all things to be exactly as they are. That's all. It's so simple. It's so simple it's easy to overlook. And and to the ego mind, striving always, always, always for hope where there is no hope in the way it sees, Um, fighting against sin or spending years in meditation trying not to think about sin, No, our way is different. We're saving time. Now, how can I understand the kingdom of heaven is within me? How can I understand that? Except that I see creation through the light of the Holy Spirit. And when I do, I'll understand it. And when I understand it, I'll appreciate it. And when I appreciate it, I'll love it. Understanding, you know, perception is a choice. He says it's not a fact. Perception is a choice and not a fact. And when I choose for the ego, I will always choose perception because it can see nothing but separation. It's the snapshot mind. Here, let me take a quick click of this and say this is how it is. 
There's no understanding in that. I don't understand God. I don't understand myself. I don't understand God's gift of perfection to me. The gift of the atonement that says all is one and one forever and it cannot be changed, altered, marred, or disfigured, distorted in any way. This is how heaven, which seems to be separate from me now, is returned to my awareness, my living, breathing awareness. This is how the purpose of the body is changed. This is how I learned to identify with love. Love is my safety. Your way will be different. Uh, here we are engaged in A Course in Miracles. And what is a miracle but a change in perception to where what I saw distorted with my body's eyes is changed to the perfection of love as God created it. These seem like oh, such lofty, 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 unattainable things to see my brother holy. And if I relied on my own vision, I would be forever uh, forsaken by myself. But my brother can be shown to me in the changelessness of mind. And when I understand my brother cannot have changed his mind, then I understand I cannot have changed my mind. And the perfection of creation dawns on my mind in a way that I will experience it, know it, love it, and realize the depth to which we belong to each other. You know, our purpose here is to extend to extend the creative will of our Father. That's another one that seems so lofty. But when understanding lights my mind and leads me to appreciation and love, no longer does that seem so impossible. I have made a safe and thorough exit from the ego's thought system to the thought system of truth because the truth can't be any different for me than it is for you or you for me. How else, how else could I learn to trust my brothers who are one with me? How else could I learn to trust my father who created us one together? And isn't that what I'm here for? It's pretty unequivocal in this reading. It's in paragraph 19. The Holy Spirit is the frame God set around the part of him that you would see as separate. But when I know that you're framed in the Holy Spirit, what is there to see? You know, it's, it's, it's so obvious. Uh, it's obviousness can be overlooked. You know, I used to work a lot in hospice. And uh, I know that moment, that holy moment when a spirit sheds its fetters to the body 
and flies away. And the body is nothing without the spirit. It's just nothing. It's nothingness is so apparent when the spirit flies from it. God would have me see that. That's my function. When I understand my brother is framed in holiness, joined to its creator and one with him and with his masterpiece, this is its purpose. And you do not make the frame into the picture when you choose to see it in its place. The frame God has given it but serves his purpose, not yours apart from his. It is your separate purpose that obscures the picture and cherishes the frame instead. Yet God has set his masterpiece, his Holy Spirit, within a frame that will endure forever when yours is crumbled to dust. If I can see you truly, I can see myself truly. But think you not the picture is destroyed in any way. What God creates, I'm reading from paragraph 17, I'm sorry. <clears throat> what God creates is safe from all corruption, unchanged and perfect in eternity within the darkness. See the Savior from the dark. And there's that word, understand your brother as his father's mind shows him to you. This isn't something I do of my own. It's the vision that I accept. God's gift to me. And your brother will step forth from darkness as you look on him and you will see the dark no more. The darkness touched him not. Nor you who brought him forth for you to look upon. This is how I learn love. His sinlessness but pictures yours. His gentleness becomes your strength. And both will gladly look within and see the holiness that must be there because of what you looked upon in him. He is the frame in which your holiness is set. I understand myself. And what God gave him must be given you, however much he overlooks the masterpiece in him and sees only a frame of darkness. It is still your only function to be holding him what he sees not. And in this scene is the vision shared that looks on Christ instead of seeing death. You see how this saves time? You see how this saves time? This is something I can do right now where I'm at with any brother, in any situation, in any place I think I see myself. I don't have to wait till I shed this mortal coil. I can know heaven now. This is how we save time. Save time for me. Save time for me, he says. Let the Holy Spirit reveal truth to your mind. And you will understand it. And because you understand it, you'll appreciate it. And then you'll realize the love that's there that never left. Isn't this just a beautiful, beautiful way? Thank you. I'm complete. Gorgeous. Yes. Thank you so much, Lori. I love you, Sherry. Thank you. Well done, Lori. Thank you.
Thank you this so is much, Sandra again. Oops, Sorry. I'm done. I just wanted to share a poem that I was uh, um, privileged to hear yesterday from another Course in Miracles teacher. His name is Jonica, and I would like to share his poem. I am a living ray of eternal light. I am born anew today. My past narrative is not the truth and has no bearing on my light. I am free to be a co-creator as God intended me to be. I am reborn in total pure innocence as a child of light. Today I live a new experience. I am free. I'm complete. Oh, that's beautiful, Sandra. That's beautiful. Mm, thank you. Nice to picture. Sounds like the picture to me. Thank you. So it's 11 o'clock. Lori, will you be bringing something to close the call today? Uh, I will, Judy, and I'm really glad you asked because um, I was pointed so directly this morning to get this tab. In chapter, this is the remedy. This chapter is called The Remedy. Chapter 29 is called The Awakening. From chapter 29, it gives us this. You cannot wake yourself. You cannot wake yourself. Yet you can let yourself be wakened. You can overlook your brother's dreams. So perfectly can you forgive him his illusions. He becomes your savior from your dreams. And as you see him shining in the space of light where God abides within the darkness, you will see that God himself is where his body is. Before this light, the body disappears as heavy shadows must give way to light. The darkness cannot choose that it remain. The coming of the light means it is gone. In glory will you see your brother then and understand what really fills the gap so long perceived as keeping you apart. There in its place, God's witness has set forth the gentle way of kindness to God's Son the gentle way of God's Son, whom you forgive is given power to forgive you your illusions. By your gift of them is it given unto you. That's exactly what paragraph 22 says. By your gift of freedom is it given unto you. Make way for love, which you did not create, but which you can extend. On earth this means forgive your brother that the darkness may be lifted from your mind. When light has come to him through your forgiveness, he will not forget his Savior, leaving him unsaved. For it was in your face he saw the light, that he would keep beside him as he walks through darkness to everlasting light. How holy are you? How holy are you? 
that the Son of God can be your Savior in the midst of dreams of desolation and disaster. And now we understand. Amen. Amen. Amen.